Hey everyone, welcome to The Transfer, brand new podcast where we talk about the Bible and we do our best to transfer what we know to you. I'm Jared and I'm with Pastor Beck. Hey there. We are so excited that you are listening because today we are going to talk about how to study the Bible. Yeah, we are. We're going to look at um, getting deeper into the scriptures. You know, from little kids, many of you have been to Sunday school or you've been around church, maybe school, youth group, whatever, and you've heard stuff about God. And I think uh, this is just a chance for you to take a deep dive into the text with us and really develop your own ideas, your own kind of fallbacks, your own foundation for the Mm. scriptures. I think sometimes when we grow up in Christian homes, we can have our parents' faith. And so this is really a chance for us to help you build your faith. Mm. 100%. Because we can't can't survive on our parents' faith for too long. That'll always get a little bit shaky. So um, you kind of already covered a little bit but go deeper into that why do you think it's important that we study the bible yeah i was thinking about this as a teenager um i loved the scriptures i loved the word of god and i I hated it when people came into church and assumed that just because i was a teenager i didn't i didn't know the scriptures and um i was someone who really wanted to understand i went to bible study i went church youth group any chance i got um wasn't the era of podcasts but i'm sure if podcasts were around would have been into those um i guess possibly a little bit nerdy in that sense but there was a real hunger to know i i wanted to know for myself Mm. and i remember um a speaker came to our youth group and um he was having like prophetic encouragements over people and it was funny he called my name out and it was just you know, my friend was Fijian and he gave her this word like, you're going to go to the islands. And I'm like, oh, where's God going to send me? And the guy came to me and he said, um, God wants you to get your headphones on. Um, he wants you to get into the word. You need to learn how to hear his voice and study the scriptures. And I was thought I was ripped off. I'm like, I was waiting for this big like, you're going to go change the world. Not realizing that actually that prophetic encouragement that day would shape who I was Mm. and prepare me for the things that God had called me for. Mm. So I think I have that in my head that something that I can pass on is, hey, it's time to get our headphones on. When you talk about getting to go uh, going into the scriptures and going a deep dive, why do you see that as so important for these guys that we're, that are hopefully listening to this? Yeah, I think we can have sometimes a biblical worldview that we don't really fully understand. Yeah. And I think when you go through verse, you know, oftentimes verse by verse, sometimes thematical, you go through different themes, different things that are throughout the Bible, looking at the history, looking at the context, looking about how it fits into the big picture. I think you get an idea of who God is. I mean, we never want to get to the point that we focus our sole focus is the text and we miss the God of the Bible. Mm. The the tool for us to know God is to hear his voice. And the way that we do that is begin to recognize his voice. How do we do that? By reading his words. Yeah. And his words for us in black and white. Uh, there were generations that didn't have this. They had to yeah. wait till Sunday to hear it from a pulpit. We are blessed that we can get these words. And I think it's like any complicated text um, you often don't get the full meaning until you sit with someone who has read this before mm. and known what, know, you know, 
knows how to apply it and knows what it means. Uh, we know that in class, you know that in math class, English. When you get a piece of English literature, mm. uh, you read it on the surface and you think you know what it means and then you, you get a study guide or you sit with a teacher who knows what they're talking about. All of a sudden you're going, oh, I didn't see that before. And I think that's what we hope to do. Yeah. Um, so let's say, great, we want to study the Bible. How should we do it? What's important to know before we do it? Yeah, I think we're going to look at some key questions when we study the scriptures. The first one we're going to look at is what was happening at the time. Mm. Um, oftentimes, what was happening historically will give us a great kind of, you know, window into why what was being written was written, why they wrote it the way that they wrote it, what language were they speaking. Um, and I think, yeah, even looking at you know, how the Bible is split up and the Old Testament, the New Testament, and why? Why do we have two Testaments? Like some answering some of those why questions mm. as best as we can. I think we study the Scriptures so that we can know God. That's the purpose of studying the Scriptures. The purpose is not so that we just build our knowledge up. The purpose mm. is so that we can have lives that are transformed through his word, by his word. Do you think there's things that we can misunderstand by not having that contextual knowledge of when it was written or how it was written or what language it was written in? Yeah, and I think I think if you look back in history, there have been, because the Bible in itself was not, you know, I mean, we can go to a bookstore or get online and the Bible is so accessible to us, but that is relatively new. You know, three, four hundred years ago, there were no Bibles everywhere. There was one Bible maybe in a sanctuary. That's mm. it. And so I think the fact that now the Bible is in layman's term, it's in layman's terms, it's in everyday language, uh, there is a sense that we, we can understand it. doesn't necessarily mean we do. Mm. So you mentioned something there about taking one verse out of context and not keeping it with the whole story of the Bible. What did you mean by that? Can you go into that a little bit more? Yeah, I think... You know, whether it's slavery or women or... Yeah, there's a lot of different topics where people have had their own points of view on something. And so they go and find one scripture that is for or against or one piece of advice that was to a particular group of people and forget that the number one way to interpret scripture is with other scripture. Mm. Uh, number one way. Um, if I find one verse to support something, that's not enough. The idea is that really the Bible is to introduce us to the character of God. And we find out the character of God through the words that he speaks and through his acts and through um, his grace, his mercy, his redemption, his plan of redemption all through history. That we know from the scriptures and I guess even church history if you look at the modern times. So I think it's important to not just get one random verse and have that support, you know, whatever viewpoint we have. But to say, hey, what is the the official term is the whole counsel of God. What is what is that teach us? And what is the supporting evidence? Just like you would do in history, you know, when you're in history class, your teacher asks you to look at this, you know, piece of, you know, archetype, whatever it is, and you have to have supporting evidence for a particular point of view. And it's the same with scripture. You can't just pull something out of context and not realize hey, that was an advice given by a certain someone for a particular purpose. And so as we go through uh, this journey, looking at the Bible, we really want to unpack 
some of that, but we really want to make sure that we're holding a balanced view, um, true as best as we know. And I think even making sure that when we do that, we don't come with a with a spirit of pride and a hey, I know better than you, or I know we're all on a journey. Um, I think you know. Yeah, I'm 40, you're a lot younger, that's nice for you, um, and the guys who are listening to this are much younger than you, so yes. there you go. Um, the way of life, really. <laughs> but the idea is, is that we're all on a journey. I mean, I'm, I'm praying that my understanding, my revelation, my, you know, views on things will mature and will grow as I know God more, mm. and I know him more as I read his word. So you still feel like you're you're learning now, even even as an executive pastor, you still feel like you're learning. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I sat here this week and read something um, that I've probably read fifty times, and I read it again for the first time today. That's mm-hmm. how it felt. And I think the Bible is very clear that the Word of God it says it's living and active and like a two-edged sword. It's not like a normal book in history that's just black and white pages literally as we read the word the holy spirit comes and reveals things to us about us about our lives it's meant to transform who we are we can't read love your neighbor and then go out and you know swear at the person next door because they put the bins out wrong or Mm. whatever teenage equivalent that might be Um, you know get annoyed because someone took your seat on the bus like literally if we're going to love our neighbor then that has to transform who we are and I think that's always a journey. I think we're tested on it. I think, yeah, the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Yeah. And I think we can help each other. We can encourage one another. But in the end, it's God who does the teaching. Mm. He does it, yeah. So you mentioned something there about going back to what we talked about, taking a verse out of context. You talk about something about the whole story of God or the, uh, the whole picture of the Bible. Do you mind? Just going over that again, just what do you see as that whole story of the Bible? Yeah, you think, uh, I'm doing this really in-depth study right now with our adult discipleship group, and we've gone all the way back to the group, the book of Genesis, and as we go through that book and we look at what kind of literature it was, it's poetic literature, and there's just, I mean, I've got people in that group who have been Christians for 50, 60 years who are scientists and who are looking at this going, I've never seen that before. It's revolutionizing how I think about everything. And it's life to them. It's life-giving. And I think, but as you begin to read even all the way back in Genesis, you realize that God had a plan of redemption for the very the very first mess up from Adam and Eve. He had a plan to redeem them, to meet them with his grace. And that thread is woven from Genesis all the way through to Revelation. Uh, the Bible is an amazing book um, with 66 books, you know, obviously broken up into the Old Testament and the New Testament. We know that the Old Testament is actually like even today, the Jewish people, the Old Testament is their Bible mm. and that's their and their history book. A lot of it is the history of their people and the history of their relationship with their God. That's the Old Testament. And then the New Testament, Jesus says, I'm the fulfillment of the law and a lot of things that came down in the Old Testament. And so when you begin to um, read the New Testament and discover this plan of redemption that climaxed in God sending his son to the earth, that that was his plan of redemption. And you see it woven all through the Old Testament. And I think watching for Jesus, watching for works, 
you know, watching for the work of his hand all through, um, watching the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, if, a lot of people think, oh, the Holy Spirit didn't come until Pentecost, but all the way back in Genesis, the scripture is very clear that the Spirit of God was on Joseph. Mm. And you read that and go, wow, you know, we know that the Spirit of God hovered over the waters at creation. And so there's this picture that we can think, oh, the Holy Spirit just came, you know, day of Pentecost when Peter preached, but he, he was there at creation. And mm. so this, you know, story of God, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, um, the triune God, some people say Trinity, but three in one. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's a, an amazing thing to look at the big picture of God. Mm. So you kind of see the whole story about the Bible can mainly be about God redeeming his people. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, I think that's one major theme. Okay. I think his major theme is that he loves us mm. and that he, he wants to be in relationship with his people and he'll do anything to make sure that happens. I'm going, okay, This I've never heard a lot of this stuff before. All sounds great, but what do I do? What do I do with what I've learned today? How do I dust my Bible off? and start studying like studying it like we've been talking about today. Yeah, I think it starts with, yeah, getting your Bible and just starting somewhere. We're going to start uh, in the book of Mark, which will be exciting. We're going to start with Jesus on the earth and just go verse by verse, just go little by little, and let's build some blocks and understand. I mean, think about, a you know, if you got a Lego box with, you know, this build on the front you get out the instructions and you start with the base and that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And Jesus is our foundation. He's our cornerstone. We're going to start with the base. We're starting with him. That's what we're going to. Mm. And so as we begin to, you know, unpack the pieces of that, we'll begin to get a clear picture of what was happening at the time. And I think if we take a really, like if we zoom in, we'll see that as we learn what God was doing then, we get a clear picture of what he wants to do in us. That's great. Yeah. I love that. If we get a clear picture of what God, God's doing then, we get a clear picture of what he's doing now. I think that's great. Um, just as we wrap up here, is there anything that you think is super important that we keep in mind when we're studying the Bible or we're reading the Bible? Anything you just really kind of want to get in there before we wrap up? Yeah, there's going to be lots of different points of view. Hmm. And that's okay. There's going to be things that we may think, hmm, I'm not too sure about that. You know what? Go ahead and study. Get some different points of view. Uh, this isn't a you must think this way podcast. Mm. This is not that. What this is is us, as best as we can understand it, giving you the material and you really having the ability to pray, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you um, and begin to put the puzzle together. Mm. Um, I don't know. Like every time I preach... Uh, it's interesting, actually. It's like I have this puzzle that I have to put together with the scriptures that I get and with different things, different things I talk about with people. And I find myself, I'm putting this puzzle together of what God is really painting for me for me to get an idea. And I think that would be great for us to have in our head, that even as we walk through Mark, there's a, there's a puzzle, you know, that has a picture on the box uh, for us to kind of achieve in terms of the story of God and what Mark's going to teach us through his writings. And for us to get there, it's just going to be one piece at a time. Mm. And we're just going to put it together. I think the main thing is don't freak out that you don't get it all in the first go. Sometimes, all of a sudden, everything will just start to click. Mm. 
and ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. No, there is no dumb question. Um, this is just all of us starting at zero and beginning to learn together. I think it's important too to know that there's no dumb question, but there's also no question that's not allowed. Right. There's no question. That's important for me when I'm studying the Bible. I, you need to, I suppose, one piece of advice I have is you need to feel safe, a safe environment to ask the questions that you're not sure whether you should ask. So that there's no dumb questions, but there's also no not allowed questions, I suppose, as well. Right. And maybe you don't feel comfortable always saying that in the group. You could email us, you could email your youth pastor. But yeah, there are people that can journey through with you um, to point you in the right direction for extra reading, to just develop your understanding yeah, I think don't be afraid. That's the main thing. Um, this book will come alive mm. as you begin to read it and study it and put it to memory. Yeah. Awesome. I, the, nothing else you'd like to add? Yeah, I, I honestly, I reading the Bible has been a constant in my life yeah. since I was a little girl. Uh, I remember even for like year 12, year 11 and 12, I asked God just for a verse that I could stand on, a psalm or a... You know, my life verse is Ephesians 3.20. This is now to him. It's a prayer, actually, a blessing. It's now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond what I can think, according to his power that works in me, be glory in the church both now and forever. Uh, Ephesians 3.20.21. And I remember I asked the Lord as I was reading Ephesians, I was just struck by that letter uh, to the Ephesian church. And then when I got to that culmination, there was something in me that just went, ah, and I can honestly say that that verse has helped really um, shape my life. Mm. But that verse, I remember I would get off a station. I went to East Hills Girls just around the corner and I would get off. Um, I could go to Panania or I could go off at East Hills. I would get off at East Hills and I would walk in year 11 and 12 to, to school by myself early mornings, you know, when I had a period zero or whatever. And I would begin to pray and I would say that verse every day. Mm. And I would just declare that over my day and over my study and what I was doing. So I'm not of the opinion that a teenager can't do this. Yeah. I'm of the opinion that, you know, our young people should lead us. Like there are people listening today and you're going to get this and you're going to be like a sponge as you begin to read this. And all of a sudden this is going to come alive for you. And that's what I can't wait to see. I think that's a great place to leave it. Thank you so much, Pastor Beck. Can't wait for next week, guys. Uh, thank you for listening today. Make sure you get around with some people and chat about what you've learned today. Never do the Bible alone. And thanks for listening to the transfer. Signing off. Thanks, thank you. Joe. Cheers.